Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning into another episode of The Everyday Woman Speaks. My name is Margaret Smith-Williams. I am your creator and your host, and I am grateful and blessed to be able to release another podcast episode for you guys. This is episode two of season two, and I'm a little behind. I believe our last episode was released in February, and I'm two months behind. And as you all know, so many things have happened in the world. But I am here today. I am here today by force a little bit and uh, two out of missing a deadline. When I say by force, I mean because my therapist gave me a deadline of actually last week to record a podcast episode and I missed that deadline and she and I will talk today at three o'clock. So I need to make sure I do it. And two, because I'm behind. I should be up to date on posting episodes. So here I am. I know that this episode finds each of you in your various parts of the world experiencing the indescribable effects of COVID-19, coronavirus pandemic. This episode has been a very, I guess, hard episode for me to try to record because there are so many different dynamics to this and I never want to downplay the severity of it or seem like I'm making light of the seriousness of what's occurring in our world. And that's been a challenge for me, just trying to figure out how do I put together my podcast style and still address this pandemic that has taken over our world in such a short period of time. And I struggled with that. And I really had to pray about it, you know, asking God, what do I say? How do I say it? What message do I have to offer in this time? And um, the Holy Spirit just simply said, be you tell your truth, tell your story Um, from your angle, from your perspective, just just be yourself. And so that's what I intend to do today. I guess I'll start with how the pandemic has affected my life in general. As we all know, this has just kind of come out of nowhere in a matter of what, five weeks or so, my life here in Miami has been turned a little bit upside down. We've gone from having the freedom to go and come as we please, to going to work, going to grocery stores, dropping our kids off to school, picking them up, doing after school activities, going to the mall, going to the hair salon, going to the eyebrow salon, to currently being in the house consistently and only leaving for the absolute essential items. At first, it was I was okay just because I'm a homebody and I like to be at home. But as the weeks progress and as you see the reports on the news and as you hear reports from various friends, um, whether it be in the healthcare fields or various friends whose loved ones have passed away or have been stricken with the virus, the seriousness of it and the severity and the scariness of the virus kind of sets in. If I were honest, I would have to say that I've had moments of, of anxiety, like real anxiety where I can feel my heart racing and my stress level rising, and you're just unsure and uncertain of what's going to happen. Is it going to get better? When is it going to get better? I spent lots of time in consistent prayer. When I say consistent, I don't mean praying for six hours straight in tongues. I mean like constantly talking to God in my heart about anything, whether it be something that comes on the news or a friend who has to go into work at a hospital or um, just family members in other con- in other cities, just constantly talking to him, asking for his grace and for his peace and for his protection and for his healing and for his guidance to navigate and to survive this pandemic. I've gone from watching the news consistently to not watching the news at all, maybe once every couple of days, just because it invades my sense of peace 
and my ability to sleep well at night. I'm not sure some of you are like this, but my sleep is is very sensitive. Um, So I can't watch certain things before I go to sleep because it will become a part of my sleep. Um, I don't know if that's just me or for somebody else, but that's just me. I really have to guard the things that I watch with my eyes and I meditate on. And so, no, I really don't watch the news as much anymore just because I feel like it it became a source of fear for me. And I've constantly had to read the word of God out loud, read it out loud over my mind, over my household, over my family, over everything pertaining to this virus. Um, I caught myself, had to drive to work the other day, driving and just pleading the blood of Jesus over my neighborhood, over the streets that I drive, over the county, over over the state of Florida, just constantly just praying consistently over and over again, um, asking God to be God in what seems to be such a bleak and sad and scary situation. Even as it relates to homeschooling our kids, the funny thing for me is that a couple weeks prior to the pandemic seriously hitting South Florida, I sat down and I was like, you know, I'm really considering homeschooling our kids. For those of you who follow me and have been listening to previous episodes, my kids are currently in private school. Prior to this, I've considered homeschooling them. And now I'm really homeschooling them. It's really a test of of patience on so many different levels. I text uh, two of my friends yesterday just to tell them I had to go in the bathroom and cry. And I just had like this mini meltdown because I missed a live virtual conference that my son was having with his teachers and she strategically placed it so that the kids the kids who are friends or who who are close together in class would meet in this particular virtual classroom and my son had been looking forward to it and I had been talking to him about it and he was really excited to see his teacher and his friends and I missed it because it was rescheduled again I didn't get the google update or I didn't pay attention to the google uh, google update because I was trying to upload the 75 missing assignments that my daughter Um, had done but did not upload and scan then I was trying to do work and trying to plan out bills and I just had a mini meltdown I was in the bathroom crying about missing a virtual classroom assignment I'm sure it wasn't just the virtual assignment but it was just the pile and the magnitude of everything that has been going on just kind of hit me all at once and I sat in the bathroom and I was crying and I was like Lord I know this is really not a big deal and him missing the virtual classroom is not really a big deal, but it's a big deal to me. And all of this is a big deal. And I just need your patience. I need your grace. I need your your peace. I need your refreshing in this moment because it's a lot. I'm back at it again today with the homeschooling, trying to organize without post-it notes. If you know me, I'm an organization queen without a filing cabinet, without all of these things that are really small in the big scheme of things, but big in my brain. And so I am here trying to navigate the day-to-day process of quarantine. I'm not sure if, if it's working or if it's not working, but I'm doing the absolute best that I can with what I have. Also, just trying to trying to navigate day-to-day life versus weeks at a time life. For me, I am definitely a planner at heart. Prior to this, my calendar was booked up for weeks at a time and I write everything in a calendar and now I'm looking at a calendar and it's pretty practically blank. Um, so me trying to navigate the moment by moment, day by day, instead of tackling uh, a substantial time period at once is, de- is definitely a different dynamic. And I know I'm rambling, but that's just because of where I am right now, kind of all over the place. 
and I just have to be okay with it at the moment. So many things have changed, you know, and not to be superficial or not to belittle the bigger things that are happening in life, but I can't get my eyebrows done. I had to literally order some eyebrow razor off of Amazon and I haven't done my eyebrows in like seven years. Don't judge me, y'all. I'm not, I'm not high maintenance. I'm a little bougie, but I'm not high maintenance. And I know there are more important things in life, but eyebrows are very important. And not being able to go and sit in Josie's chair at Brows and Beyond Lounge is a little bit frustrating. Um, or not being able to go to my barber every two weeks to get my hair taped up is frustrating. As a matter of fact, I'm on the, the verge of getting a kitty perm so I can perm my edges in my back and leave the top mohawk natural. I don't even know if it's possible. Would I still be natural if my top part of my hair is natural and then my sides are permed? I don't know, y'all, but these are the things that, you know, or I can't go to Ross. Like, I can't go to Ross to go walk around. Like, I don't really, really buy stuff from Ross that much, but I can't just go walk into Ross and stroll around and browse around in the home section. Can't really walk into Target. It's, life is so different now. I don't know. Like, I just, I really don't know. I've been saying to my friends that I don't know, but God has to have something greater, something bigger on the other side of this. Personally, our, our family's dynamics have changed. My husband was working for his employer for 13 years, um, and he was also laid off. I know other friends who have lost their jobs in this period. Everything is, is so different now. I've never been in the house with all of my family all at once for 24-hour periods consistently. So learning to navigate personalities and learning to navigate um, space and boundaries in a place where you really don't have much space or much boundaries, it's been a challenge. Uh, I have been seeing my therapist on a weekly basis since this started, just so that I could have someone else to talk to and some sort of guidance or some sort, just some place where I can breathe and not have to feel like I have to be super mom or super wife, but someone where I can sit in my closet and talk to and just have this hour of, okay, this is how I'm feeling. This is what's going on in my life. This is, this is where I am. And I have to be able to navigate through where I am so that we can get to the next phase in life. But anyway, that's really enough of my rambling. I'm sure everyone else has their experiences or all the things that they're frustrated about. None of us, I don't think, have any answers. The only thing that I'm confident about is that God is listening and he has something greater. I have to believe that. I have to believe, have hope in this word and this God that my parents have taught me about, that I've grown up loving and grown up to have my own personal relationship. Faith in Jesus Christ is literally all I have right now to sustain my sanity. Um, this word of God is the only thing that I have right now to strengthen my faith and to promise me that there is something greater, something bigger on the other side. This word, this word of God that some, I think prior to this, that sometimes we take for granted is the only thing that we have right now to strengthen us and to provide grace and peace to our minds and our hearts. That's what I have to, to hold fast to. 
when I think about the word of God, one of the scriptures that comes to mind is Romans 8, 37. And it talks about that in all these things that we are more than conquerors. And that has become my personal mission during this time to come out of this a conqueror, to be victorious, to overcome in in whatever facet that means. And to me personally, overcoming this period in life means that maintaining a sense of of discipline. Uh, To me, it means not yelling at my kids in homeschool, but being more patient, exercising grace. Overcoming in the season to me looks like finding joy and cooking dinner. Y'all know before this, I didn't like to cook. I only cook like three times a week and the rest of the time we would like eat other things. Now I have to cook every day. And I know cooking when you have food is a blessing. Don't get me wrong. I'm not complaining that we have food. I'm not complaining because I know it's people out there who don't have food. I'm grateful that my husband and I have food in our fridge and that we're able to cook. But cooking is overrated. So I'm trying to be a conqueror in that area to not complain about having to cook, but conquer that area. I've been saying that I want to be consistent in prayer and reading the word. This is something I want to conquer. Um, I want to conquer walking in joy and peace and not allowing fear or anxiety to overtake me. I want to be a conqueror in the, in the avenue of having a deeper connection with my kids, um, a deeper connection with my husband. You know, before this time, my husband was working two jobs. I was working two jobs. Um, our kids were in activities and we were coming and going, coming and going. And our time together was so limited. And so taking advantage of this time to be more, to be more connected, to be intentional about our conversations, to be intentional about the level of intimacy that we have, not just the, the sexual aspects of it, but in our conversations, in our um, eye-to-eye, hand-to-hand contact. I want to be a conqueror in this area. I know that... Um, so many people might not come out of this married or be, just because their marriages are not, can't handle the pressure or their marriages are possibly not stable. And my husband and I have made a commitment that, listen, we are going to come out of this better and stronger. We're not going to come out of this weaker and falling apart because it's very, it's very well possible. No one is exempt from these things. So we've made a personal decision that, hey, despite the job loss, despite the things that are occurring in our economy, despite the things that are occurring around of us, around us, that we are going to be a conqueror. We're going to come out of this stronger and closer and better. We're going to be conquerors in this. I want to be a conqueror in guarding my thoughts, guarding the things that I intake in my mind and my soul and my spirit. And I think we all have to make that up in our minds. And it comes from, it comes inwardly. It's not enough to say it, but it has to come from your inward parts has to be something that you make up in your mind, that you speak out loud, that in all these things, that in the midst of coronavirus, in the midst of this pandemic, I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. I am more than a conqueror um, financially. I am more than a conqueror spiritually. I'm more than a conqueror emotionally and mentally. That's something that I've had to meditate on consistently. So in those moments when I feel like weak and feel defeated and feel anxious, I have to meditate on that. I have to believe that. I'm also learning to think, take things moment by moment. I've been saying that for the past couple of weeks and God's been just really placing in my spirit more and more. Moment by moment, Margaret. Moment by moment. Moment by moment. And what that moment looks like for me could be getting up in the morning, getting the kids up by nine o'clock to start homeschool. Moment by moment could be dinner preparation. Moment by moment could be getting through the homeschool aspect. Moment by moment is that specific time that I'm looking at. Nothing else matters at that time, but just that moment. 
And I encourage you to not look at this whole spectrum of things in the whole, but look at it piece by piece, moment by moment, because if you look at it, the whole thing, it's overwhelming. And it seems that we can be defeated, but take it moment by moment. I say the scripture all all the time and my mom taught it to me and she said it and it's becoming real and more real and more real. The grace of God is sufficient. It has the ability to cover and to grant you the anointing that you need for every aspect of your life. So right now we're just walking in God's grace, walking in his mercy, walking in, in his refreshing, his anointing for this period in our lives. None of us really know what tomorrow holds. None of us know what this evening holds. We're, we're only just praying that God does something, that his divine intervention, that all of our prayers for healing and restoration and protection and safety are heard and they're kept. I tell you guys all the time that I grew up in a Baptist church. And the other day I was sitting and I was just trying, just sitting there and I thought about this particular song that my godfather used to sing. And I miss him so much, by the way. He passed away uh, 12 years this year. And we grew up in the Baptist church and he would walk around his house and I would hear him sing this. Don't judge me, y'all. I'm not a singer. I'm a singer just because I know my my friends and, and my saints who grew up in the Baptist church would relate to this. And he would walk around the house singing this song called Hold to God's Unchanging Hands. And the song would go, hold to his hands, God's unchanging hands. Hold to his hands, God's unchanging hands. He would say, build your hopes on things eternal. You better hold to God's unchanging hands. All right. Anyway, I probably won't ever sing again on this podcast, so... Y'all better remember that. But anyway, I was laying in my bed the other day and that song like just came. I could hear it playing and I could hear, see my godfather walking around in the kitchen in his house and I could hear him singing it. And I felt like that was God saying to me, listen, everything else might be changing in the world. Everything else is unstable, but hold to my hands, hold to God's unchanging hand. We, we know that God, the word says that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God has withstood every disaster, every pandemic, everything this world has ever faced. God is the the lasting, the permanent thing here. And the song goes on to say, build your hope on things eternal. The only eternal thing that we know right now is God. He's the only thing that we have, the only constant, the only powerful, the only all-sufficient thing that we can place our hope in. And I felt like God was reminding me, this is what you hold on to in this this season. Hold on to me. Hold on to my word. Hold on to what you know is true. Hold on to what you know is sufficient. Hold on to what you know that can sustain you. And my prayer for you guys as I end this random and all over the place podcast is that you would hold to God's unchanging hand, that your hope would be built in him that your faith would be strengthened in his word. I pray that you would be victorious, that you in all things would become more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. I pray that his peace that transcends everything that we can see, everything that we can understand, everything that we even feel around us would guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. I pray that the all-sufficient grace of God 
would be with each of you moment by moment and day by day. I pray for your continued safety, your continued healing. I pray for your continued protection over each of you that are listening in Jesus' name. I pray that the Holy Spirit would speak to your hearts and your minds, even in those moments when you feel anxious and you feel worried and you feel at fear, but that the Holy Spirit would speak to you and provide peace to your hearts. I pray that God would send you just moments of encouragement, that God would send you moments of joy and happiness, that he would send rays of sunshine into your lives wherever you are to remind you that he is with us and that he would never leave us, never forsake us. And I pray that that you would just hold fast to God's word, that your faith would not diminish, but that your faith would be strong, that your hope would remain planted in Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, I pray. I know this was such an all over the place podcast and a very unorthodox one, but I just wanted to share my heart and my mind with you all. And um, I'm continually praying for each of you all that are listening. And we're continuing praying that God will continue to rise and that his glory would be filled on this earth. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Everyday Woman Speaks. If you would like to follow me or subscribe, our podcasts are available on Apple iTunes and in Google Play Store. You can also follow me on Instagram at the Everyday Woman Speaks. Until then, I pray that you would all be safe. And I also pray that you would live right, that you would love right, and that you will be right. Thank you.